Welcome to the show, 5 Shy Fam. I'm AJ. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. Welcome to another episode of Five Stripe Weekly and Atlanta United. They played DC United to a 3-2 win at the Benz on Sunday. They also welcomed the drumline from Atlanta Public Schools, where they definitely were a sound to behold. They helped the supporter section really bring a raucous atmosphere, and it was something different for sure. And... Uh, yeah, it was something that, uh, I mean, we needed it for sure when DC United, they took an early lead and we had to come back and uh, we had to come back twice in this match. But yeah, that first half, it was not spectacular. Uh, we did manage to keep a clean sheet, but uh, it was definitely something where lackluster in terms of the uh, quality of chances, it was... Yeah, half chances at best, I think, for most of them. And, uh, yeah, it ultimately, yeah, we had the lion's share of possession there. I think, what, 59%, 11 shots. But uh, just, I think, time after time, uh, you know, we uh, just don't look very dangerous. I think the starting 11 also maybe was a little too defensive for the... Uh, for the opposition, I mean, DC United, a side that hadn't scored in 500 minutes, and we roll out a side that includes not only Sadich, but also Wiley and Gutman. Uh, I think we probably could have done with Marcelino Moreno starting, even uh, Cisneros with Jose Martinez, uh, and just one of the left backs, and so... Uh, it really was too defensive of a lineup for me. Not enough technicians on the pitch to break down uh, this side. And I think you could uh, see with the kind of goals that we scored in this match that it was, uh, you know, two defenders that scored. And, uh, you know, Brooks Lennon, who uh, had the two assists for, uh, you know, a couple of the, of the goals. And so... It's one of those where, yeah, we had to go Route 1 to uh, to get back in this match. But uh, that second half started auspiciously. We gave up uh, a goal early in the second half. And there was a good response, though. I mean, the, the energy dipped a little bit from uh, the atmosphere in the stadium. But uh, that's where that drumline did come in a little bit and helped us uh, kind of continue and kind of spur the, uh, the boys on still. But uh, yeah, the, uh, there was a corner kick uh, soon after we conceded and yeah, Alan Franco, he was able to uh, guide one home with his head. It was the first goal that he had scored in five years. It was, uh, yeah, since he was playing for Independiente that he last scored, but uh, it was 1-1 in the 49th minute. And then, uh, yeah, five minutes later, unfortunately, DC United, they regained the lead. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, another ball that, uh, I mean, both of these goals, just really silly goals to give up. I feel like, uh, you know, kind of embarrassing a bit that, uh, you know, we should, uh, we should, you know, just not uh, be conceding to a side like DC United, really. 
But uh, yeah, then Jose Martinez in the 60th minute, he entered the game for Cisneros. And uh, yeah, a little bit of combination play. And Lennon, he crossed one from the byline. And uh, yeah, it was uh, Joseph Martinez two minutes on, and he leapt like a uh, a bass in the uh, in the water, and he rose high above everybody else. Uh, maybe it's a trout. Either way, uh, he was able to rise above everybody else and head it home, and uh, we were able to level it at two. And uh, yeah, it was uh, where. Uh, yeah, we needed uh, to muster up something to make sure that we did not drop points against the team in the dredges of the Eastern Conference, and uh, we were able to do that. Uh, we, uh, yeah, we were able to uh, find the meaty forehead of Juanjo Parata. He uh, put the header away in the 70th minute, and uh, yeah, he was. He had scored, uh, yeah, the second goal on a header in, you know, consecutive matches, uh, third on the season. So yeah, definitely uh, Juanjo Parata is uh, doing some bits for us. He has been uh, quite the addition to our roster. But uh, Lennon, he got two assists in this one. Uh, Almada also got uh, a couple assists as well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Amar Sadich, he also got uh, his first career assist in MLS. So, congrats to Sadich. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we... This is not a match that I think it's a banner to write home about. It's a, you know... We were able to manage to come back against the, albeit, very, very weak side. Uh, Wayne Rooney, he even got carded. Um, on a just uh, yeah, I mean, he was definitely complaining about uh, pretty much a lot of the calls that maybe rightfully so. I mean, there is a degree where th- there were a couple back passes that uh, were picked up by Rocco Rios Novo that uh, I mean, he has every right to be livid, but uh, yeah, uh, in terms of some of the uh, the nice stats to come out of this match that uh, it was the uh, the first MLS win this season in a match where we conceded the first goal. Uh, it was also the first time LA United uh, scored three goals in a match since May 7th when we beat Chicago 4-1. Uh, and that was also at the Benz. And uh, we scored three headers in this match and that's the most headed goals scored in a single match in team history. But uh, yeah, also the uh, the benefit here is uh, yeah we uh, scoot up a little bit in the Eastern Conference. But uh, you know I will uh, let you know how far up after we wrap this uh, match review up. But uh, yeah, we will play the Philly Union after this. Uh, it will be a very very tough one, and I'll have that match preview with El Parcero Philly later on in the show but that wraps it up for the review and gets us into the news and with this win we move within three points of the playoff line uh three off from the columbus crew we have seven matches left but uh yeah uh as i said uh well actually we're just gonna move straight on uh, I already covered that, but Tiago Almada, uh, he spoke with Felipe Cardenas post-game, and he uh, was 
he is eyeing a possible Argentina call-up in September. Uh, yeah, he knows that playing consistently well is important, and that uh, regarding Juan Roman Roquelme, he uh, said that they talk often, that they're family friends, and that uh, Roquelme is his idol. But uh, Almada, he said that Roquelme, he wanted to bring him to Boca Juniors when Almada was waiting for his MLS paperwork. Uh, and yeah, I mean, right now he says that he's good in Atlanta and he didn't need much time to adapt. He said, quote, I've never had to run this much, which I think is uh, telling between the, uh, the different, uh, the two different leagues. I mean, Argentina, probably a little bit more skill based and, uh, MLS a little bit more where, uh, you know, power and pace, uh, does, uh, does you well. It's a little bit more physical here than, uh, say, the Argentine League. But last bit of news is that LA United 2, they fell 2-1 to the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Uh, and uh, Jackson Conway, he headed home his eighth goal of the season. He, that tied the LA United 2 single-season record set by Aiden McFadden in 2021. But guys, that does it for the news, and it gets us into the match preview where we have a special guest. So welcome to the match preview, and I have with me John Zapata, a.k.a. El Parcero Philly. Welcome to Five Strike Weekly. What's going on, AJ? It's been a while, man. It's a pleasure to be back, brother. Talk some Union versus Atlanta. Should be fun. A little bit different this time. Yeah, a little bit different, uh, but yes, <laughs> welcome, welcome, man. Great to see you, and uh, yeah. I am going to be honest. I am terrified of this match. <laughs> you guys are going to clap us. And uh, I am not here for it. I am really not here for it. and Because uh, we just uh, we just got a win over DC United. Uh, just barely. Uh, you know, there's some, um, some illegal passbacks. And uh, some... <laughs> <laughs> some moments where we definitely looked very shaky and uh yeah we went route one and got the business done but uh you guys whoo six nil against colorado rapids i mean you know how are you feeling uh, I'm, I'm obviously i mean how can i not feel good about it but it's so funny how tides have kind of turned aj like i would think back to like 2018 even maybe 2017 you know the thought of the union going down to atlanta in the bends or where was that where, where georgia tech play was that Gwinnett something bobby or dodd. bobby dodd even then like i just would feel you know not good about the union going down there especially those days when you guys had a free-flowing attack like you did and but things have definitely changed and i think that even this team that we're going to talk about is different from what we even saw last year in the in what the four matches that we played two in mls two in champions league and it's very dangerous and you just mentioned six nothing we've also did six nothing against houston we did seven nothing against dc we did six nothing against dc in dc and so i think the the trend is clear here with the philadelphia union 2022 man it's not just about defense anymore we, we can tack the ball as well <laughs> yeah indeed and uh yeah i mean lots of changes from the the side that we saw uh that yeah, played man. four times against you last season casper zoboko no longer in there uh who are the who are the new guys that are your danger men your talisman yeah so pretty much heading into this year the offseason plan was pretty clear this team is pretty elite and at many different positions they were really elite at but when you're when you're winning two straight playoff games 
with the combined two goals, like that's not going to get the job done. And, you know, you played over 120 minutes of soccer in both those playoff games. And, you know, what happened against NYCFC in the Eastern Conference Finals, no one's going to be able to control. But the one thing you could control heading into the offseason was we need to find people up top who are going to put the ball into the net, who are going to be killers, who are going to work with your number 10, Daniel Gazdak, who you can clearly tell this year is phenomenal. And we could debate if you want about the MVP or not, which, you know, Matt Doyle in Philadelphia has done plenty already. Uh, but this the style of play is still pretty prevalent, still pretty evident. They want to run that 4-4-2 diamond. But it's no longer just about pressing wherever it is on the pitch, whether it be a high press, a mid, a low, a mid block, a low block. They can find different ways of doing it. But now they can also possess the ball, move with the ball. The chemistry between Gaza, Karanza, and Uwa, we're calling our big three. It is pretty clear. And Gaz, I'm sorry, Uwa and Karanza were really the two main big signings that you saw in the offseason. You get Uwa, who is a, 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 um, a Danish international. Uh, he's still pretty, pretty. I would, I would say he's like in his prime, right? He's like in his mid, his late twenties. Uh, but he was scoring at will over in the Danish uh, soccer league, and to the point where he's like, I already done what I could at this club, and he wanted that next that next challenge. And the MLS has it. Was it? Unfortunately, Visa was a bit of an issue, as I'm sure you know as well. Uh, trying to get him in here was a little bit of a challenge, and then getting him healthy was another challenge. But he's slowly learning to figure it out. Carasa, however, has been the story of, of the offseason so far. He's been the signing of the year, in my opinion, to just steal an absolute stud away from Miami because Miami wanted to give Iguain those chances. It is truly bad business by Miami, but we really thank them for that. And that was really the main difference. And everything else you see on this pitch, you really have seen in the past. Uh, maybe the homegrowns is something that you might not be too familiar about. The, this new generation of homegrowns, I should say. But um, attacking the ball is definitely the the theme with this team now. And uh, it, they can do it as well as defend with the best of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's the scary bit is uh, you guys are almost as complete of a team as I've seen uh, lately in this league. You guys, what, uh, not much is uh, between you guys and uh, LAFC for the uh, Supporter Shield as well. So... You know, it's uh, you guys are gunning for all the the top things right now, and it's we want it, man. We definitely yeah. do. Yeah, and uh, so it definitely, yeah, we're uh, we're in the dredges of uh, the Eastern <laughs> Conference, but what ha what happened? We I do have to ask. Like, you guys were the class of this league, and I watch you guys now, and like even the Benz is still putting up numbers as far as attendance goes, but like, what has been going on down there, AJ? Yeah, uh, it's. Uh, it's very hard to explain, I would say. It's, uh, how long do you have? Because, uh, <laughs> you, you got, uh, you got all day? Because, uh, <laughs> I could. But, uh, I'm sure in Philly they definitely want to hear about this, though. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you the truncated version, the, uh, the cliff notes. Uh, basically, uh, you have a lot of players that are no longer with the team that uh, are part of the championship pedigree. Uh, you have a really unclear vision of not only recruitment, but also, uh, you know, coaching-wise, there's no real consistency with the hires. Uh, it's uh, a claim of uh, wanting to play attacking, playing on the forefront type of uh, football, but uh, you don't really bring in the players that fit a really clear-cut system, and so it's really just a lot of square pegs around holes of players that, uh, yeah, you know, have talent, but do they fit a team? And do they fit a sort of um, 
an ethos that we are trying to play with. N not really. And, uh, and I think mostly right now, uh, there's a lot of hero ball. There's a lot of players that are, you know, head down, running towards goal, taking a pot shot. And, uh, you know, it's just not not very uh, team-inducive. It's not uh, a lot of good combination play. Uh, there are the moments here and there, and that's what's saving us from being just, like, the absolute laughingstock of the league. But uh, it's essentially saving us from being DC United. But, uh, yeah, it is something where... Uh, yeah, Jose Martinez, uh, a bit of, uh, you know, a shell of himself at the moment because, you know, two years after uh, the, you know, ACL tear, it's just that, you know, it, it takes a couple of years to, to get back to. Uh, and whether he does get back ever, I hope so. Uh, but it is a lot of issues that, yeah, are, are born from the, uh, the higher-ups. And you see Darren Eels... He's made an exit to Newcastle United, where the pastures were greener. Money's even greater than uh, what we're paying for our players. And yeah, you especially know, Newcastle these days. Especially Newcastle these days. So there's a lot to unpack, but I would say that's it in a nutshell. Where uh, also Gonzalo Pineda, you know, really, really great assistant coach right now, still getting his bearings as a head coach. And, uh, you know, a mistake here and there for sure. Every single game of like, okay, uh, you know, posthumously, we're just like, uh, why do you do that? Oh, he shouldn't have done that. Uh, it's just like, um, you know, I think vibes wise, he's been really great for the fan base. But you still have to, when you pay this much for players uh, and also for the payroll, you got to produce. And we're not, we have a ton of injuries as well. Uh, which oh, is pretty much up and down our spine. Brad Guzan, uh, yeah. Miles Robinson, uh, Ozzy Alonso. I mean, and then Jose Martinez was out for some time. Marcelo Moreno, Tiago Almada a little bit. I mean, that's going to gut any team as well. Yeah. <laughs> so that, uh, that more or less gets us to where we are. But, uh, you know, what's happening over on this, uh, this match on Wednesday at Subaru Park uh, that's what has me afraid because it is, yeah, we're at your home turf. It's going to be, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, like I said, I am uh, I'm more, by and large, afraid of what the scoreline is going to be. <laughs> I, I mean, look, I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not used to being in, like, this type of position where, like, I, I do feel like the union have the clear upper hand. But I will say this, like I've seen Atlanta a couple times this year, and one thing I do notice is that the defense has definitely fallen off a little bit. And, you know, you mentioned the injuries, and you can't really control Goose and Miles Robinson going down the way they did. But I watched Colorado put out a back line of five guys because of their injuries. They even had Keegan Rosenberry playing as a center back. And the union just literally did what they wanted as far as the attack goes crosses uh i, I mean gazak karansa watch is doing their one two passes as they always do uh and I, I do see that being a little bit of an issue i mean you guys struggle a little bit with dc united and their attack and 
Um, you know, no, no, DC United as well. You guys had some good opportunities, but DC, as I, as I know, doesn't have a really good defense. And how are you guys going to translate to our defenses? Has been pretty damn good as well. So it, it, it definitely has not been looking good. But to your point, I wanted to talk about real quick about Atlanta. One thing I do remember from those that winning team, the culture was so infectious and it had that city with the same vibe. I don't really see that to this day with Atlanta. Like I look at Philly, right? I look at that locker room. It's a bunch of dudes or dressing room, sorry. I look at that dressing room. It's a bunch of dudes who have a chip on their shoulder. It's you know, I think the most the guy who makes the most money is Michael Uwa, and you know, he's what make it like two million if that. A bunch of guys who are just hungry, want to win, want to prove something. Jim has done a great job of keeping those guys all together. And so, I, it, to me, it's all about the culture. And I do think that's something Atlanta needs to do. And I, and I, and I do hope that Pineda is actually giving your guys water breaks because that's something that wasn't there with Heinz. <laughs> nope. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's it's seemingly, yeah, he uh, he's a player's kind of coach for sure. That's good. So it's important. there's definitely a difference for that. Uh, but, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, there is definitely uh, that winning attitude. I mean, there are some players that have already won some stuff or – they have their uh, their their heads turned a little bit, uh, you know, even coming into the side. So you have guys that are already wanting to play in Europe. You have guys who uh, maybe came from Europe from a winning side, and they're just here to you know earn that that big paycheck uh, here. And so there's a, there's a, a stark difference, I think, in kind of the attitude, the uh, the hunger that you're talking about, and it is that's a great point that it's not there right yeah. now for LA United. I think that's what made Tata Martino so big because I do think that you still had players during those days that still had that same sentiment, but he still had those guys believe, like, put in the work right now and trust in these guys, and then you will get sold off, sold off like Miguel Almiron did, and and, and that's that's a, that's the tough job, man. It is, yeah. It's, uh, you know, playing with the egos and uh, coaching those egos, uh, yeah, it's very, very important, and yeah, I mean, Gazal Pineda, he's uh, he's a newish coach, so I mean, there's uh, there's a lot for him to learn, and uh, the learning curve is steep, and this league is unforgiving. But uh, you know, for the large part, obviously, you can you can pretty much uh, kind of flood uh, or fudge your way to the playoffs a little bit. Uh, there is yeah. that possibility, but uh, but yeah, let's get to the uh, the starting eleven predictions. Who do you think starts for uh, for Philly? Is it a changed lineup a little bit? I swear, I hope I hope there is because uh, somebody from your bench a little bit just spare us a little bit, man. <laughs> I so um, I'm intrigued because we we play two matches in, in this in this week, right? And then we Saturday we have to go up to North Jersey to face off against the Red Bull. So obviously it's going to be you know an emotional game as well. But I would predict that. The, obviously in goal, you're still staying with Andre Blake, right? Like that's that's not going anywhere. As my as my co-host Justin would say, write that in permanent marker. Your back line is where I would have the question at that right back position. You're gonna have Kai Wagner at the left back with uh Glezis and Elliott as your center backs. But then we have this thing at right back. Olivia Baizo was a starter at the beginning of the year, and you guys saw Olivia Baizo last year. He kind of lost his job after the second match uh, to Nathan Harriel, who was an, a homegrown player. And Nathan did a really fine job. Then him decided to go back to Olivier Baizo for a match, and Olivier kind of just stole the, the position. Is this a spot where Jim decides to rotate that that spot? I would assume yes. I would expect Nathan Harriel to uh, start out there on Wednesday night. 
but that's that's one position you guys want to definitely keep an eye out. The diamond will stay the same in the midfield, the 4-4-2 diamond. Uh, I do believe that we're going to go with a more defense-oriented uh, type of midfield, meaning Leon Flock will start at the left with a Brujo Martinez at the, at the six. You have Ali Bedoya at the right, and then Daniel Gazek at the tip of the diamond, which I don't think you guys have faced Daniel Gazek yet, if I'm not mistaken. So you guys are going to get a good taste of Mr. Gazak. And then your two no. forwards is going to be interesting <laughs> as well. Um, again, this is another tough one. You do have two matches in one week. Mikel Uwa's um, fitness is still a bit of question. He hasn't really played a full match in his union career. I would expect Corey Burke to get the start here. And Corey Burke is actually in really good form. He had a, a really solid 20, 30 minutes against um, Colorado on Saturday. But he's confident right now, and he's got a couple goals so far in the past couple matches. So I would expect Corey Burke and Julian Carranza at the top, at the other uh, two forwards. Yeah, so definitely still uh, pretty much sans maybe what two players, uh, probably the the starting eleven that you guys normally have. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, it's important. Yeah, it's important. So, <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, it's probably you would you know uh, likely want them to as well. Of course, yeah, uh, sure. chasing the sports shield, so uh, makes sense. And uh, yeah, for me, I think uh, yeah, it won't be too changed uh, as well either. Uh, you know, you're not going to change a side maybe uh, too much when you just win. But even though when you like skirt by on that win, either way, uh, Rocco Rios Novo in between the sticks for me. Uh, I think it's. Probably going to be Lennon since he got the two assists. Uh, you know that's going to be starting on Wednesday. But I think I would see also Ronald Hernandez uh, coming in at right back. Uh, I think we're going with a five-man back line. We're changing it up uh, because it is that with the two strikers up top. Uh, with also, I mean, maybe one of the uh, the defenders kind of um, you know drifting into midfield a little bit to try to at least match up wise uh in midfield with you guys i think is what's going to happen so purata franco and campbell uh the center backs and gutman uh that left wing back uh yeah lennon would be that right wing back and then uh in midfield i think uh sosa probably is going to get the start but maybe come off uh in that in that second half a little bit but sosa ibarra uh, the two that I think we have to play a little bit more defensive. And uh, Sadich played the last match, but I don't know if he's got uh, you know two matches within uh, him with uh, you know the two games. So, uh, and then I think Almada is uh, the other midfielder with uh, also Aruju uh, up top with Jose Martinez, uh, the two strikers up top. Uh, I would say. That kind of gives you guys something to think about a little bit on the break, since uh, I would suspect, yeah, yes. you know, we uh, we would definitely we want to be able to uh, to possess the ball, but right now I don't think we should we should be very very uh, pragmatic against you guys and yeah, you know, sit to frustrate you guys. I, I think I want to see something way different from Gonzalo Pineda and uh, you know against a top side not try to you know do what we're not comfortable doing which um possessing it against a very very good side that can play and they can play around us and then can slice through a defense pretty easily especially on set pieces which we are terrible at yeah 
Uh, and we're pretty this, good at so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, you know, this I think this aids perfectly into the score prediction. John. Well, real quick, let me ask you. So, okay. is the is the thought going into Philly just sitting back, using a little bit of a low block, parking the bus a little bit? I think that's what we haven't done uh, in a really long time. It's not a bad idea. That's why I mentioned it. Do uh, because I think we have the players that can break on you guys. Uh, Almada and Araujo definitely can uh, you know can find some space, can find that quality. And then Jose Martinez, albeit he's you know with the the ACL, he's lost a you know a little step here and there, but right. uh, his best chances come from uh, the counter or okay. you know from uh, at least where the defense is set. So it's definitely, I think it's wise if we do. But yes, uh, you have anything else or score? Prediction? Yeah, no, no, I definitely want to get that. But no, as far as score prediction goes, man, listen. It's going to be a fun night, and Philly fans still remember all the back and forth that was going on with Atlanta last year during Champions League, so they're going to be up for this one, I I can guarantee you, and it's also going to be dollar dog night in the ballpark, so if anyone's going to be in Chester, get your hot dogs in, uh, but here's my real question. The Union at home are pretty unstoppable. Like I, I've never seen anything like this. Like They're a different animal, so my question is, Will it be more or less than three goals being scored by the That's literally <laughs> the question that we have to ask here. I do. Th- I, I think that it's going to be a different story in Atlanta, but in Chester, I think the Union will have the upper hand. This being a 4-1 victory for the Philadelphia Union. You said 4-1? 4-1. 4-1. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I had 3-1. And so... Um, <laughs> With the with the tactics that I mentioned, <laughs> if we try to play against you like mano a mano, yeah. uh, if we try to like actually like play out of the back against you, ha 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 ha, yeah, no, it's a uh, it's gonna be a massacre. So Dude, yeah, just clear the ball, clear the ball. I'm telling Seriously. you, it's, not, it's, it's not the it's it's like we're playing against the Red Bulls in the 2018 playoffs. Like you just get rid of it, like yo. Like, I don't care what pride you have at this moment. Do not get embarrassed. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, it's like, he, here's the thing. This league, this league plays really well for all those bogey teams. And, uh, you know, maybe we could be that uh, that bogey team for you guys for this this uh, this good run that you guys are on. Yeah, man. Real quick before I do go, man, I, I just wanted to say this. And I know Philly fans don't want to hear this, but... I really do hope that Atlanta does come back to promise because AJ, well, I'll tell you what, when you guys are winning and selling out the Benz, like as an American soccer fan, as a fan of this league, like it was cool to kind of brag about that. And I, I would use that. And the one thing I don't want you guys to fall into, cause we, you guys just played them. And we got, we did talk about this two weeks ago. I don't want you guys to fall into DC where you guys had your moment, right? The late 2010s was your moment. And you guys changed the league and kind of like DC did in the beginning. And now you see what's going on in DC. They're literally irrelevant and they're kind of a joke. I don't want you guys to fall into that because what you guys had was really special. And I really do hope that it, it can it can turn around, man, for real. Well, yeah, man. Cheers. That's really, really kind words. And yeah, likewise. I mean, you know, uh, I think, you know, what the Philly Union are doing right now, embarrassing teams, is, uh, is kind of good for this league because it's <laughs> it's one of those things where it wakes up uh, not only uh, some fan bases but also some uh, 
some front offices where they're like, oh shit, yeah, yeah, we should probably do something about this. Yeah, we're. Uh... You, you also want to spend like Atlanta or like the Galaxy. You could do it the Philly Union way too. That's Absolutely. what I'm hoping. Yeah, and so yeah, it's that's that kind of shiny example is uh, you know you guys New York Red Bulls like it's just good. Uh, good academies, good recruitments, uh, and it's just smart business decisions, uh, you know, large in part. So, but yeah, dude, John, El Parcero Philly, always good to talk to you. Always a pleasure, and, man. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, let the good people know where to find you. Yeah, guys. So you can definitely check me out um, on YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram at Parcero Philly. Um, we, I am also part of Duke by the River. This will also be re- uh, broadcast on Duke by the River as well. And we broadcast every week before and after every match. So make sure you guys check that out as well. Thank you so much to Lane at Night Fan TV. It's always a pleasure coming back on, man. Oh, man. Yeah. And uh, yes, we will uh, hopefully not see a really, really lopsided score. But uh, hopefully, hopefully it's like a draw or something. Oh, my God. Hopefully we can walk away with a point. Anyway. Thank you, John. Appreciate you. And thanks again to John Zapata, a.k.a. El Parcero Philly. And that does it for the match preview and pretty much the entire episode, except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is, if LA United were to be able to pull off a decisive win against Philly, Will it make you believe we have a chance to not only make the playoffs, but to make a run? Let us know in the comments below. Looking forward to what you have to say. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening.